Welcome to Counseling Conversations. We are your hosts, Kyle, Carmel, and Christine. This podcast is brought to you by the Illinois Counseling Association. Awesome. Welcome, listeners. Um, It's been a while since we have talked to you all, seen you all. We've had the ICA conference that we were at that we saw so many of you at. Um, So it was great if we got to meet you there and got to do some interviews with you and just chat with you. It was so awesome. And it was so great to see you too, Carmel and, and Kyle. This was so much fun to hang out for a couple of days and get breakfast and lunch together and just chit chat. It was so wonderful. Yeah, it was definitely a wonderful time. I enjoyed myself, met some new people and got to see my favorite people. So uh, I'm looking forward to next year. I hope you guys make it down here for the Southern Conference. I haven't seen anything for the Southern Conference yet. So, uh, but I do know there are some other conferences. Emka Emka has theirs on uh, the website for registration. So definitely looking forward to connecting at some of the other ICA events. Same here. It was awesome getting to finally see you all in person. It's been some time since we've been in this virtual war for the past couple of months and years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the the workshops were amazing. The ones that I attended they were so they good. Were awesome. mm-hmm. There were so many good ones. It was so hard to choose like which one to go to because I wanted to go to all of them. But the ones that I was able to kind of sneak in and out of were amazing. So the presenters did such a great job. And it was great to like meet all the presenters too, the ones who wanted to do interviews ahead of time and get to know them and hear what they were talking about. I thought that was really, really fun as well. So thanks for everybody who did that. We took a little decompression time afterwards to to take a little woosah from all of the chaos. And now here we are with more chaos with the holidays. And yeah, but we're back and we're back. Yeah, yeah. You know what my favorite part of the conference was guys? What? The podcast table. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my favorite part of the podcast table was those awesome microphones that one of your awesome co-hosts got you guys. I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh, those bling microphones were everything, weren't they, Kyle? They were. I still have mine. Well, I hope so. We're going to be needing that. (laughs) Just bring it everywhere we go when we meet together. And it'll be like, what was a... um, there was like a funny thing for a while where people were like taking a, like a, I don't know if it was like a, a person and like everywhere they would go, like a picture of, of like a, I can't remember what this was. And they'd go somewhere and take a picture with this thing. That's going to be us with the microphones. Everywhere we go, we're going to take a picture with the microphones. I like it. That's I like plan. it. Yeah. So, so today we're going to reflect a little bit since we're at the end of the year and just kind of look back over 2023 and just look at what occurred, what went right, what went wrong. Uh, so mm-hmm. what worked out for you guys? What didn't work out? And, uh, you know, maybe some things that we're grateful for and possibly even some things that we regret. Let's talk about it, guys. Yeah, but then also not just the end of the year reflection, but then what is happening with the new beginnings as we enter into a new year as well. Absolutely. Reflecting and projecting. Mm-hmm. Mm. This could get deep real fast. Oh. <laughs> just jump right in <laughs> yes. wow 2023 I really haven't taken but I love I think this is such a great practice though um and I'm just not at the point in my schedule where I, I can but I will before the end of the year to like sit down and reflect on the year and say like what went wrong this year what worked well what didn't work well 
what, and I think about things like fulfillment, you know, like what really fulfilled me this year? Mm. What were things I try to look for things that I've grown from or like learned over the past year that I want to make sure I continue to take with me. Cause I think that that happens. So we, we kind of dismiss those things so naturally, just like, you know, and, but to sit and really reflect on it. And I've been doing you all, I have been journaling. So this is a practice I used to do a long time ago and I stopped for a very long time and I've been journaling again. And it has been wonderful for like exactly what we're talking about, this kind of reflective perspective mm -hmm. and then sort of sitting with that in a different way. And it's gotta be pen and paper. It can't be on the computer. Like it's just your brain like processes differently when you like are physically writing with your hands. That's how we like learned when we were young. So your brain processes it differently. And, and I've just been um, really trying to use that practice to do a lot of reflection. So mm -hmm. I think that that's something I will be doing in the near future, but it has been quite a weird year for me. <laughs> I have learned a lot this year and I feel like I've grown a lot this year. How yeah. about you guys? I think for me, I need to sit down and do the same and um, do this like this grounding and meditative reflective moment. I think that as clinicians, sometimes we're naturally um, reflective. Some of us, not all of, not all of us. Um, but I've taken time to reflect throughout the year and in the times based off the current like events that has happened throughout my life, right? Um, but I want to really sit down and, and do the same, similar to Christine, set the ambiance with some music, um, and just just write and just reflect on the year. And I think that'll be an awesome way to end this year. Yeah, I agree. I definitely engage in journaling uh, quite frequently, actually. Mm -hmm. And I it's all about the planner and the journal for me. And uh, I actually was reflecting uh, this past weekend on my year and I was writing in my planner and and I realized one, one thing I want to change is I want to get a new planner. So I've been looking <laughs> in the market for a different planner. And actually, for the last few years, I've been trying a different one every year. And in 2021, actually, I tried, was it 21 or 22? 21, I ordered three different planners because I couldn't choose between the three. And so I narrowed it down. So for 22, I stuck with the one that I liked the most out of those three. And so now uh, after 2023, I've decided I need something even more as uh, things change in, in your life and your career. And there are so many things to manage and you have to find out what works for you. But in order to plan properly, you need to have the proper tools. So that's one thing that I recognized. Are you all, so I love this because I, I love a, a good planner. I used to have a giant, Kyle, do you remember? I used to have a giant yeah. planner and I, everyone would make fun of me because that was like my whole life was in this one and it looked like a file of facts from like 1983. Um, but everything was in this planner and I love a good planner. I'm also very particular about like the pen that I use. Like, and I know it sounds so silly, but it's, it's like, it has to feel good, you know? And it's like part of the experience of whether you're journaling or you're doing a planner, like it's part of the experience. Like there's nothing more frustrating when you're trying to like get an idea out and your pen stops working or it won't like continue to write on the page. 
Um, so I think that that's also a piece that goes with that. It's like, get a good pen. Yeah. Get a pen that makes you feel good. Maybe a color that feels good. Maybe it's a gel pen. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you all, I am more modernized, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I have all four like calendars on my phone. Uh -huh. um, and it's all color coordinated on the phone. Well, that's cool. You're color coordinated. Yeah. You're organized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. But you know what? I have to admit, I have everything in my phone as well. But mm -hmm. for some reason, my phone doesn't keep me on task because I think that I have to compartmentalize things in some ways. And mm -hmm. so there's so much going on on our phones. You know, there's like everything in that phone. I'm shopping on my phone. I'm looking at emails. I'm looking at my calendar. I'm texting people. I'm receiving phone calls. And so I have to separate my schedule from that. And there's something about putting the pen to the paper for me that uh, is very beneficial. And uh, and I also like to have it just my schedule and what I have going on right in front of me and at glance look rather than having to thumb through my phone for everything. I like to have it sitting on my desk. Mm, I like that. Do you have like a particular, because I, I need to carve out time to do this like what Kyle and I were saying like to reflect and do some journaling and I kind of have been like creating a little spot in my office that's like has a nice chair and a nice blanket and like kind of creating like a cozy space for me you know kind of like you're saying like so I'm not sitting at my desk that I have like 5,000 piles of paperwork that's like you know, this mm -hmm. stuff for work and this and this and that and this book and like all the files and things that are so kind of like in your brain, kind of like you're talking about with the phone, like consuming your brain space and to have like a quiet corner of something where I can just think about whatever, like a specific thing um, and not be overwhelmed by that. Do you have a spot that you that you like to do that in your house? Yeah, you know, I like to do it. And I don't know, there's something about the fireplace but that's a really good place for me and then I like to journal and complete things in my planner early in the morning before I start my day it's a good way to like get your mind where it needs to go for the day instead of being scattered mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a good practice yeah yeah and then over the weekend I like to have my week already down in my in my planner uh, before the week starts, but in the morning, just kind of going over everything, kind of perusing through my planner and then determining if there are some things that need to be adjusted. Um, if there are some things that's been canceled, I had that um, that speaking engagement a few weeks back that they canceled it at the last minute. Um, it was their last meeting of the year. It was for a specific department um, with the company and, um, but just being able to do that, um, prior to starting my day. Oh, that's awesome. Like yeah. With, with that being said, I want to switch gears here a bit for each of us to, since we're talking about reflective pieces and planning for us to just list one or two, like, uh, wins that has happened this year. What are, what are like one or two wins for you? Oh, you're, you're really challenging. <laughs> you're really challenging the pessimist in me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
What'd you say, Carmel? I'm sorry. I said you had a really big one last month at the last month at the conference. Oh, you're gonna make me say it. Ah. You know, this was really hard. This was hard, but it was okay. I did have a big win. I I won the C.A. Mickelman Award um, through the Illinois Counseling Association for, I think it was pioneer in the field of counseling and outstanding contributions to the counseling field. Uh, I want to publicly say thank you to both of my co-hosts because you both nominated and voted for me and um, to receive that award. And I just, I want to say thank you. So that was a huge win for me. Um, It's not often that in this field, you know, we have an opportunity to either be recognized or recognize others. Um, And so that was a a really, really proud moment of my year. So thank you both for thinking of me in that way and making that happen. It was a really special night. You're gonna make me cry. (laughs) You're very welcome. It was our pleasure. Mm -hmm. Well deserved. Oh, you want to see it? Yeah. Okay, for people who are listening, you're obviously not going to see it, but it, it's really pretty. Uh, yeah. If you are watching, this is the, here, let me stand behind it so you can <laughs> not see the reflection. <laughs> yeah, it was very pretty. I didn't know what what kind of the awards, I'd never been to an award ceremony before for really anything, um, but at, for the ICA. So this was, it was very, very special. It was very special. Oh, you're nice. Awesome. That's very, awesome. What about your wins? You know, I hadn't really thought too much about that, but um, uh, just off the top of my head, I think um, first and foremost, I'm going to give a personal thing. My son finished his first year of college and started his ses- his second year of college this year, and he's made he made the dean's list um, last year, so he was honored. Um, as a freshman uh, honor student. And then uh, we just got his grades for his first semester of sophomore year yesterday. And he got uh, all A's and one B. So he's wow. uh, definitely uh, going to be on that Dean's list again this year. So I'm just super proud of him on on a personal level. But uh, professionally, um, I have three keynote speaker uh, spots this year. Um, for different organizations, one for the spring conference for the ICA back in March of 2023, and um, uh, one was for Ameren, and uh, one was for a a not-for-profit, a small not-for-profit. So those were some really big wins, and I also uh, was able to work with some really big clients this year uh, that I never anticipated I would get to work with as well. I won't uh, you know, name drop or anything like that. But um, I was about to name drop and then I thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) We'll keep that, keep that under wraps. That is uh, so cool though. Definitely had some, some really big wins professionally this year. Congrats. Oh, that's pretty cool. And congratulations to you. Like that is a win your son entering into his second year of college is a win. Yeah, absolutely. Probably my biggest win. Yeah. (laughs) Like I did that. (laughs) (laughs) for sure (laughs) yeah um for me i think my win besides joining you all both here um obviously this was a win right being able to work with the both of you it had to mean 
more to me than you know because I've really been thinking of like starting a podcast and doing things like I like this even better we're we're here we get along you know we're not fighting or anything so that's awesome happy time <laughs> yeah um, yeah I think the biggest win that you both know uh, which you both supported me in was completing my doctorate for sure I think that has been like the biggest win this this year for me is getting through that trauma. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. What a, but an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Congratulations. I mean, I don't even know the percentages anymore, but it's got to be a very small percentage of people who have their doctorate degree in, mm -hmm. you know, this country. And that's just an amazing. It's part of this 1%, 1, 2%. 1%, is it? Mm -hmm. Wow. The that's elite. Awesome. <laughs> Doctor. Dr. KP, good yeah. one here, guys. <laughs> That's amazing. Congrats. Yeah. I, I'm just so glad that that journey is over with and I can just walk into healing, you know, for the next upcoming year. So that's yeah. extremely excited about. Yeah, yeah. What what advice would you give to individuals that are thinking about pursuing their doctorate? Um, I would say develop this uh the spirit of long suffering, temporary. <laughs> <laughs> being okay with the with being in a midst of a transformative process is very metamorphosis type kind of transitional um going by step by step you know over time just being okay with with what it comes with that's mm -hmm. what i'll say and i think that'll get you through right uh, focusing on being grateful and having gratitude because it's not easy mm -hmm. um yeah we focus on what we're thankful for and, and the goals of what to come because it's ever-changing yeah yeah mm -hmm. i like that do-overs oh yeah <laughs> right you had any what you wish yeah. you would have known mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. yeah and speaking of do-overs uh do you guys have any for this year for 2023 anything occur that you wish you could just get a second shot at it mm -hmm. i feel like always <laughs> <laughs> i could name a million things that i was like well Probably could have done that a little bit better. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's podcast appropriate, but <laughs> just do it. I'm just there's always editing that. available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what about forgiving, forgiveness? Uh, have you guys noticed or thought about maybe some areas in which you need to forgive yourself or maybe even forgive others? Hmm. I knew we were going to get deep. I knew it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to think on that because I'm sure I have something. But Carmel, what about you? Does anything come up for you? Um, I think that uh, I probably need to forgive myself for being behind on paperwork uh, for for sure. I, I tend to beat myself up about that uh, from time to time, just staying on top of, of notes and, and documentation and things like that because I'm always writing as I'm doing things, but then transferring them from the notebook that I'm writing on into my database or my EHR system sometimes is 
Uh, I kind of drag my feet on that, but um, uh, you know, just when it comes to relationships, I can't really think of anything uh, that I need to make amends on because to be honest with you, I'm always making amends. Um, and, and I brought this up because as we're talking about new beginnings, a big part of new beginnings and being able to walk into just a new, a new space in your life, walking into a new year is being able to forgive yourself so that you can move on, being able to make amends and forgive others so that you can move on because otherwise you kind of drag that baggage into that next supposedly happy space that you're walking into. But I tend to make amends. I'm a very deep thinker. And, and so I'm also a very deep conversationalist, uh, for the most part. So, uh, when something is bothering me and you can ask anyone that knows me on a very personal level, I will think about it if there's an emotional response to it and I will call or text them the next day and kind of point out, Hey, uh, so yesterday this happened, or you said, or I said, or you did, or I did. And I feel this way about it, you know, and so then we uh, typically talk about, and I think that it really does help to maintain healthy relationships. And it doesn't put me in a space where I have to rebuild relationships all the time. So, uh, you know, because I wanted to talk about a little bit rebuilding bridges as a new beginning, because there's a lot of people at this time of the year that are mm -hmm. feeling lonely and isolated and kind of suffering emotionally because some, some people have gone through divorces. Some people have lost a loved one. Some people have kind of fallen out, so to speak with, uh, family members and friends. And those, uh, those bridges have been kind of broken, so to speak. And so, uh, reaching out and trying to restore those relationships is what a lot of people find themselves doing. And I think I do a lot of preventing that from happening because I am, uh, pretty rapid with a response to something that might not have gone well. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome that you take time to reflect on how you may have contributed to some form of lack of communication or things with another person, but being open to addressing those things with that person. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I would say this year is kind of, forgiving myself on because I feel as if I due to multiple things have happening throughout the year I haven't given myself permission to fully feel and and have the emotions and I was hard on myself about that um so walking in that forgiveness and saying that it's okay right like it's okay you will have your moment in time of processing um, it's just, I wasn't just ready to feel and process and go through those things during that time. Um, and I, I find myself being hard on, on me because I'm, I'm the type of person's like, all right, I don't believe in that men don't cry situation. And so when I'm in these moments, whereas I see other people feeling or having emotions, I'm like, what's wrong with me? So I had to, to let that go. Um, and, and, and move forward and forgive myself for that. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. You definitely need to be on that, that men's mental health, uh, episode that we're talking about putting together because that was very powerful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. I agree. I think that's really hard for a lot of people to do and to like 
acknowledge yeah. and reflect on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think in general, uh, men that like you said, men don't cry. Uh, if men don't cry, why do men laugh? You know, they're both outward expressions of emotion. And um, mm-hmm. and I think that we also have to kind of recondition our society of what crying even is, you know, because crying is not a sign of weakness. I mean, crying can be a sign of happiness, of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it, it can be an expression of a lot of things. And so taking that that stigma and that negative uh, uh, thought about men crying, I think it's very it's a very unhealthy uh, perspective that uh, we've adopted as a society at some point. Uh, I think there's something wrong if a man can't cry. <laughs> you know, I think no one should be crying all the time. You know, I'm I tend to, I'm a crier. I don't, it doesn't take much for me to cry. I cry all the time. Yeah, I'm just I, can, gonna say, I, cry I, all time. I watch movies and cry. You know, yeah. it. My dog was lost for those. three hours a couple of weeks back. I was crying. The neighbor yep. found her, and I'm just outside bawling because my dog's 17. You know, and she, yeah, and she can't see or hear. And so I like literally put out an APB. I called like everybody and I was some I was an emotional wreck for like three hours. But, oh my goodness. That was yeah. so scary. Yeah. I was crying and hugging my neighbor whom I barely know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, it's it's okay to feel. Mm-hmm whatever it is that you're feeling and it's okay to express it um but just understanding so public service announcement to all the men who are listening during this time in the season if you're feeling alone you're feeling angry or isolated please take a moment to reach out to a friend or have a moment of silence or a moment to yourself to shed tears and let out the emotions and feelings that you have internal internalized or suppressed so you have permission to cry and it is very important that we outwardly express those feelings and emotions. I love that. Nicely said. Or just call Kyle and he'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call Dr. <laughs> Goodwin. His number is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> get on Dr. Goodwin's schedule. He's he's he doesn't come cheap, but you know, you can get on his oh. schedule. <laughs> no, but I love that. I think I think that's a really important message for people to hear. Mm-hmm. Um you you both really had such great things to say about what you were like forgiveness. You really had me thinking like the whole time. Think that this year I'd have to for I I I've been pretty hard on myself this year. This has been a rough year for um me like personally and professionally and I think I was really hard on myself with a lot of the things that have transpired. I take things very personally, you know. Um when I know that maybe that's not, it's not always me, but I think I need to do some self-forgiveness too of, you know, going easy on myself. I mean, I know a lot of my, my group practice owner friends like out there who, who kind of have also had a rough year with a lot of things. And, um, you know, we all want to do the best job that we can, but we're, we're not, you know, we've never been business owners before we've not, you know, we're therapists first. And so like a lot of this, a lot of the things that have been going on in our field are, are new for us and like experiences mm-hmm. in, in terms of leadership that are new for us. And so we don't always know how to respond in, in the, you know, what, or how to respond. I don't know that there's a right way to respond, but 
you know, in all these different circumstances and we have to wear all these hats. And I feel like it has overwhelmed me from this year. And I was really hard on myself, like took a lot of, you know, kind of self blame and, and, you know, shame about things. And I think I also need to give myself some forgiveness for that too. A little bit of grace. Yeah. 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 That, that's the that's really imperfection, embracing the imperfection of, sure. of the journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, self-criticism and self-acceptance and forgiving oneself, um, all those things definitely go hand in hand with that, with those perfectionistic tendencies. And, you know, if that's your personality, uh, you tend to like that perfection. You do Mm -hmm. find yourself being self-critical and always having to forgive yourself and accepting yourself and accepting the the things that you're not necessarily enjoying about yourself. uh, Mm -hmm. Because people that have those perfectionistic tendencies don't necessarily want to be that way. It's just kind of how you're wired most often. And you can, you know, of course, do some work if you are wanting to work towards that. But just learning how to manage it is really the most important thing. There's nothing wrong with wanting things to be excellent. The thing and I was is, thinking about that. You, can, yeah. you can't be excellent at everything. Well, you cannot because what happens yeah. is when people try to be you and you you tend to look at their their life and their situation with a microscope, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you tend to find that there are some areas of their lives that's a complete mess um, because they're trying too hard to be perfect at everything. And sometimes we have to focus on just being and not always doing and just and knowing that perfectionistic tendencies are unhealthy for the most part and perfection isn't real it is impossible it isn't attainable so you're chasing something that you're never going to capture this is really making me think about so i i've been doing a lot of work like i was saying i I've, I've been journaling i'm i have my own therapist and we have a coach now and we're like doing a ton of like work and it kind of leads me to think about the work we were, we're doing on like value on that your values mm-hmm. and you know I kind of always thought like okay well here's my list of values and I we were doing an exercise where we were picking top 10 values it was so hard because I just had like I had all the things on my list <laughs> it was easier to say the things I didn't value than it was the things I did value But when we were challenged to kind of like really get down to the values that end of the day, you know, this is the most, like, this is going to win above all of these other things. If you have to pit these against each other, which one are you going to choose? And we whittled it down. And this was personal values, but it was, we were working with a business coach. And so we're like working on getting towards business values, but we did a personal one first. It was so great. And it really like made me kind of realize like I whittled it down to five values and this is how I need to operate. Like these are the, you know, when you're, when you're faced with decisions to make or choices to make, you know, where you want to spend your time, your energy, your money. um, These are the things that, you know, to consider. So I think that that's just a really valuable exercise for everyone to do And it really does help with the imperfection or the perfectionist thing too, because, you know, to consider every value that every single person has in every scenario, including yourself is like, you're never going to win. You're never going to come out of that scenario. Good. 
So Mm -hmm. really focusing on, well, what is going to make you feel good based on what you value and making decisions about time, energy, money, according to that. And it's, this is, I'm 40 years old and this is new for me. Can you believe it? And I'm a therapist for 15 years. Like (laughs) I teach this, I preach this, yet I've never really looked at that for myself. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a very eye-opening experience. And I would just encourage people. I think that's a good like end of the year kind of exercise to do for yourself too. Like, what are my values? Mm -hmm. If you only got to pick three, you only get to pick three. What are they? This Mm -hmm. is what you're going to choose every time Mm -hmm. in every situation. And you're going to feel good afterwards about it. Sure, sure. You know, uh, I'm so glad you said that. That's such important information. Because when you think about things that we talk about all the time in our society, like boundaries, uh, our boundaries are based on what we value, right? And so you can't really create a healthy life, a healthy space and healthy relationships and a healthy sense of self if you don't know what you value. And um, I've never done that exercise, but just as you were talking, like I I think I'm pretty clear on what my values are. I just jotted down as you were talking about it, what my personal values are. And I'm thinking partnership, support, being helpful, connection, orderliness, orderliness, organization, uh, trustworthiness, mm-hmm. integrity, honesty, freedom, intimacy, free time and family. Um, I think uh, what I value is very clear to me. And I've never done that exercise, but I just jotted those down in 30 seconds. If somebody asks awesome. me what I value, I can I can say it. But we all have our things, right? We all right. have our things that, that we don't really capture because it never crosses our mind to capture it. Yeah. I'm a mom and a wife. In addition to that, I'm a business owner and um, a therapist. So I think all those roles uh, has forced me to make sure that I keep my values and and my priorities uh, consistent with each other um, so that I can maintain balance in in my life. Well, and that's probably like the overarching value for you is balance. Like I need balance and all those other things like contribute to that value. So that's kind of like another thing that I kind of came across was like, well, I value all these things, but there might, there was kind of an overarching like theme to them or like, this is really the value and like how I act in the way to get those things or the decisions I make was, was like underneath that. But it, it was a really great exercise. And, and I actually, so our coach gave us like a list of words, which was super helpful, which I don't, think I can necessarily share, but you probably can Google something similar on the internet. Um, But like having the words, I think were really helpful. So I wasn't coming up with the words myself. I was looking at that and feeling, does that resonate with me or not? And, you know, you kind of just start crossing them off. Then you, you know, you say, here are all the, the words that I feel like resonate with me. And then you say, okay, well now if I can only have 10, what are the most important 10? What are the most important five or the most important three? And, you know, cause time is finite. Energy is finite. Money is probably finite for most people. And we have limits on what we can do with those things. And so I think learning about what you value can help you make decisions on where to spend those things. Um, and that's what I've been working on. And I think that's like the forgiveness I need to give my, myself for the year was like realigning with my own values and 
you know, saying, you know, sometimes shit gets crazy. Sorry. I don't know if we can swear on here, but it does <laughs> and it happens and that's okay. And then like, let's, let's reset, let's reflect and reset and then rebuild, you know, and move forward. And how can we restart with a new, better attitude? So that's kind of my motto for going into 2024. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of 2024 and the new year and the models and the values, uh, I wanted to mention something about New Year's resolution and new beginnings and what that looked like. And I have just a few stats here. So researchers suggest that 9% of Americans that make resolutions complete them. Um, and it also <laughs> goes to show that 23% of people quit their resolution by the end of the first week and 43% quit by the end of January. So speaking of resolutions and things for the new beginnings uh, for the new year, um, what are some things you all are looking forward towards um, entering into this this new year, this new beginning? Well, now I'm not going to make a resolution because there's a 9% percent <laughs> <laughs> success rate of making it past yeah. January. Yeah. Um, no, just kidding. But I think that, I mean, so I want to say something about that because I think that's really interesting. I, and I think it's like, partially it's like the pressure of, I have to do this right now. I'm going to put my own perfectionistic pressure on there. Like it has to be perfect. And I have to do it like perfectly, which is probably why there's such a high rate of incompletion. I'm not going to say failure because I don't think it's a failure. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think it depends on how our perspective is on our goals. Like some people are like, you know, the, the classic, I'm going to go back to the gym. Well, if you yeah. haven't been in the gym for five years and you think you're going to go to the gym every day, you're probably not going to <laughs> be very successful with that. Because like, what is the, actually the chances that you're going to like completely change your lifestyle routine? Like, probably not. Right. And what's realistic and what is sustainable mm-hmm. um, and what's like a good balance, you know, and I'm. So I'll talk about my therapist who I love. She's all about like baby, baby, baby steps. Like if we're working towards being more mindful, take five seconds in between your sessions to be mindful if that's all you have. And just take a couple deep breaths, pet your dog and be in that moment and then move on. Instead of saying like, okay, we'll start this meditation practice where an hour a day, you're going to sit there still when, you know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, how can this be sustainable? And how is this like realistically going to be going into my life? Uh, So I think those are things to think about when you think about resolutions and, and, and things that you want to shift moving forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me is I've to be honest I'm trying to think as an adult I've I don't think I've ever set New Year's resolutions I have not done so mm. I, I I what I would do um is maybe just I don't know I've not set New Year's resolution as an adult now that I think about it I'm not mm. sure if that's sad or not but uh <laughs> no it's I not I think it's a new depends. year just ready to just be in the new year just to be awesome in 2024 yeah like you are that's a great goal (laughs) just continue being awesome next year yeah yeah that's and there's nothing wrong with that because that's like a sustainable 
Mm -hmm. thing like hey yeah you know I just want to keep you know I'm kind of okay what's sustainable like I just want to keep growing as a person so that's like one of my values is growth it's like I want to keep growing as a person I want to keep growing in you know whatever that might be whatever avenues of my life Mm -hmm. um to be the best version of myself that could be that doesn't mean I got to go run and do something on January 1st but that just is an ongoing this is something that's in my you know, in, in the forefront of my brain and there will be opportunities. There always is opportunities to better yourself. So which ones I decide to take and what seems sustainable and doable for me and in what areas I, do I want to do that in, you know? And I think just having kind of a, that idea in your mind, um, and looking for opportunities to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, I, I don't necessarily set resolutions. I I don't know if I've ever done that either, Kyle. Um, but I always have goals. I I mm-hmm. always have goals. I've never not had goals at any point in my adult life, um, throughout the year on an ongoing basis. So I think it's a matter of just kind of refining the things that uh, maybe I was already doing, or maybe I kind of dropped the ball on. Uh, like for me, organization is really important for me. When my life, my house, my car, my space isn't organized, it doesn't feel good. You know, I I don't like that. And so uh, just making sure that on a weekly basis, I stay on top of those things. Um, that's just a priority for me. Um, I like to live organized. for, the, And so finding new ways to organize is going to be uh, something that I want to do. Uh, I buy like little baskets and things to put stuff in, organize my closets and my pantry. Carl, you need to come to my house. I need help. <laughs> I'm the worst with organization. Like you should see my office. It's embarrassing. Thank goodness the camera's only like from here up because everything from here down is like a hot mess express. Oh, um, I have my days. I have, believe me, I have my days or my weeks when I'm like, this is a mess. We need mm-hmm. to get it together. Um, but another uh, goal for me is reading more books. So I've always been a bookworm since I was a little girl. Um, I used to read a lot as a kid. And so um, I've also read a lot, of course, as an adult, but just being busy and being a business owner and such, um, I don't have as much time to read, not to mention all the other roles and, and responsibilities I have. So I've been doing a lot of audiobooks over the last couple of years. Uh, which is great, but I like to actually have the book in my hand and um, and to be able to read the books. I have a lot of books, so I want to create a library in my house this upcoming mm-hmm. year. So I'm gonna right. gonna build a library, and I've been kind of trying to decide on which room I'm gonna do it in. Um, and then uh, two of my goals are kind of conflicting with each other. One of them is to save more money. And then the other one is to travel more. They don't quite go yeah. together. So <laughs> yeah, spend that money to travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but to be more efficient with my time, to sleep more and to get more sunshine. Mm-hmm. I, um, I tend to be a, a night owl, but I also get up early. And so um, instead of getting six hours of sleep, I'd like to get eight hours of sleep. And I do get about seven hours of sleep on some nights, usually six to seven. Um, but um, I'd like to get a full eight hours of sleep every night. I used to do that. But um, uh, since being a business owner, I have not, uh, you know, no. been consistent with, with my sleep habits. And with sunshine, that vitamin D, 
I used to hike a lot. I used to run a lot. Like every day I was almost every day for years, I was out running or hiking or or both, you know, and I have done less of that. And so I'd like to get back to that. Mm -hmm. I love that. We're going to hold you accountable. Yeah. I appreciate it. When we come to see you for the Southern conference, we'll go on a hike. Yes. I would love that. Yeah. I want to go see those horses too. Yes. Yes. I, I would love to take you over there. You, you'd love it. You would love it. I'm going to make a goal too. Not you. You've inspired me, Carmel. You've inspired me. I'm going to make a goal of getting back into nature more. That is something that has been calling to me for quite some time. Again, haven't, mm -hmm. haven't made the time or the space to do that because of whatever excuse of the day there is, <laughs> but I would like to do that. I'd like to get back into nature mm -hmm. yeah. just out there, yeah. just like in a forest or by a lake or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites. Now you're pressure, pressure, Kyle. Now you got to come up with one before we end this podcast. You have to a have a Yeah. Uh -oh. Okay. Um, let's think about that. Um, I think a goal for me for this year is, it's just simple. It's just to land a full-time faculty gig. That's, that's my goal. That's my focus. That's yeah. good. So I like it. That is what I want to fulfill this year. Very realistic goal. Yeah. Good vibes into the universe for 2024 for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We're asking for some favor here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. So, um, well, guys, I know that uh, we have to wrap it up. Um, and um, it sounds like we have an exciting year ahead for the three of us. We hope that you all do as well. Uh, we're talking about getting out in nature because, you know, I like to say nature brings clarity. That's one of my favorite things to say. So uh, we're going to have uh, full-time faculty positions. Uh, we're going to do some hiking. We're just going to be great. And uh, we're also going to be on the ICA podcast. Yay! Yes. <laughs> Looking forward to a lot of great new topics in 2024 also for us. Mm -hmm. um, so stay tuned and listen in for, for all that we have in store for 2024. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, folks, to extend some grace to yourselves as you enter into this holiday season and this new year. And remember to share the love with others. I love that. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks guys. Have a Thanks. good one. Bye.